Hey, I'm Doug McAllister, and this is Stories I Didn't Get to Tell Last Sunday. This is the weekly podcast from Journey Fellowship Church, and each week we feature a guest to tell us some great stories that we think would be of great interest to you. Today we have with us John Taylor. Uh, he's been at Journey and been friends together for, uh, what, almost 25 years, John? Yes. Something like right. that. So we've been together 25 years. In fact, we got a lot of stories we want to tell today. We're going to tell you stories about the Beatles, the Bible, and bobbleheads. <laughs> well, not really bobbleheads. I, mean, I needed one more B that can make it sound good. So That's right. The first two are true. Beatles and the Bible are a huge part of our story today. Yes. But we've got a lot of other stories. We're going to talk about Matthew McConaughey. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, your meeting um, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. We're going to talk about uh, what God has done through you and your family at Journey. So there's lots of good stuff to talk about today. So uh, I want to just start with a story that I find intriguing, and they're all so good, John. Um, I was in um, a video store a few years ago, and I picked up uh, a a DVD of Matthew McConaughey's McConaughey's movie. Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah, exactly. Dallas Buyers Club. I turned it over, and you were on the back cover. I know. You were one of the stars of the movie, man. I am. I know, right? You're like an international <laughs> film star, dude. So tell me a little bit about how you got that role uh, in Dallas Buyers Club. With okay, Matthew so I, I started a new job. Yeah. I tore my rotator cuff. Yeah. And it was a disaster. And I'm like, I had an operation. I couldn't uh, work for three months. Right. Couldn't play guitar, which yeah. is another part of my income. Because right, you're a bass player. That's right. And you have your own band, too, that we I need do. to talk about a little bit. Yes. You guys are still playing? Yes. Yeah, and they're called? The Meanies. The Meanies. And I want you to tell us a little bit later how the Meanies got their names. Okay. I, I know, but I want the audience to know. Okay. But anyway, so you, you tore your rotator cuff. Yeah. You had three months off work, and you and, were... And no playing bass. And you so were trying to figure all, all out... all my income was, was yeah. knocked out. So, so I'm... How are we going to make a living for 90 I'm like, days? Yeah, yeah. So, all right, so um, what happened? How? So I figured out that, yeah. you know, I used to do a little backup acting where you make about $100 a, a day. So yeah. I said, well, I don't. I only need one arm. I can yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just let it hang. Be an extra? Put the sling. Yeah, be right. an extra. Right. But keep the sling in the car and, yeah. and go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so I did that. I went there. and They were filming in New Orleans? Yes, they were. Okay. In New Orleans. And, yeah. Um, so long story short, um, wound up being a customs agent, yeah. and uh, they they put somebody at the first spot by the camera, and then I went to the second spot, and then the director walked over and switched us, yeah, and actually told me to speak. So he just, which is very rare. So on just a whim, he traded you out with the on, guy on with a speaking whim, role on a whim, and gave you a line of the movie, and gave me which a line is. Of the movie. Which Rare is, because that means you're cut in with that's royalties right. and right. everything that goes right. along and, with and, that. And believe me, I know yeah. many, many people with agents and yeah. they can't. It's almost impossible to get a line. To even get a line. Yeah. It's called you, the day player. And you get picked on the spot. I just no. I, I bet that know, guy that you took his place is probably yeah, he, he still has a contract out <laughs> for me. <laughs> I bet he was pretty ticked, man. So probably. you get moved over to the first spot. Right. And, and did you get a script or they just told you what no, to No, they just, you know, I just ad-libbed. Okay. And what just, was your line? It was it was just I was asking him for his paperwork. Yeah, so Matthew's yeah, going through, uh, his character's going through customs. Yeah. And you're the customs agent. Right. So you're asking for his passport or, or whatever. Right. Yeah, so did the director give and you And if any? you see the movie, you can see my right arm's just hanging. <laughs> <laughs> to the side. Doing everything with the left hand because yeah. I can't move it. It's yeah. Like, but I had to stamp it. <laughs> yeah. I had to stamp it, so I just like. 
I, I bit the dust. And yeah. I yeah. Did the director give you any special direction? Did no. he ask you any questions if you had experience traveling or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, he did. He said, oh, did he? He said, you've been out the country. At the time, I wasn't, but I, I, I lied. <laughs> well, well let's, say, let's say I was acting. <laughs> yeah, you weren't lying. Said, you were just acting. You've been out the country. So he months? said, sure. have you been out of the country? And you said, absolutely. Yeah, oh, man, I've been out the country. Sure. Yeah, by country, you mean Slidell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been to Shawmat. Yeah. <laughs> I've been all over the place. I've been across the bridge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So you got your line. Matthew came so, up. So yeah, yeah. So and and I don't know why the um when the movie came out, my picture was on the back. Yeah. You know, it was, it was yeah. Just of really all it. of the, you know, frames they could have used as a still I know, shot. I know. Because it's just you. a little little spot. Yeah, because you're, you're so handsome. That's probably that's not that. That's probably it. Yeah. So you, all those years, you you were extra. You were an extra for a hundred dollars a day, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you got a speaking role, mm-hmm. and you get you know you get the good money and you get residuals. So that's man, right. What yeah. A, what a great! So I made about four thousand dollars. Yikes! But that was just you know, nice and that all work. the thing is that all happened because I tore my rotator cuff, yeah, which was a disaster. So a yeah. lot of times, God moves us. Yeah, you know, a disaster could it winded up being a blessing because at the same time that I was out, the book came about also. Yeah, so we can transition into this book. So John's also a published author. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Wings Over New Orleans, John Taylor. So you're making movies, you're writing books. Man, you're like an international celebrity, bro. No, no I'm not. <laughs> you're making movies with Matthew McConaughey, writing books about Paul McCartney. So let's go back 50 years now, John. Sure. So back in the 70s, which was a long time ago. Very you're still long. a young man. I was. Uh, you know, so back, back in 1975, <laughs> tell us how... You met Paul McCartney and kind of what led up to that. Okay, so um, the Beatles were a big influence because I played music since I was 10. Yeah. I played guitar, and when the Beatles came out, I was about 12 or 13. Yeah. And it was a big influence because they were the biggest group What year were you born? Uh, 53. All right, so the Beatles came out in... 64. Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah. So... um, They're the biggest band in the history of the 20th century. Yeah. Yeah. And probably still today. So I, I mean, was, you know, it was yeah. like, that's, man, yeah. that's it. Who else is alive besides uh, Paul McCartney? On the uh, Ringo. Ringo's still alive. Yeah, he's, yeah. I think he's 81. Yeah, and Paul McCartney must be 80. 78. Yeah, he's close. Yeah. 78. Wow. And those, are, those are the last two surviving, if you don't count Pete Best. He's still alive. I know, but, you know, man, imagine me and Pete Best, huh? I know. Yeah, that close to. I know. Yeah. I wonder, Unbelievable, huh? Yeah, that'd be a great thing to explore, just how sometimes things happen in life that, you know, it may have been for the best for him. Who knows what really, That's right. what really That's turned right. out in his life. That's right. You know, I mean, look what happened to John Lennon and, mm-hmm. you know, so who knows. But anyway, um, so you're, um, you heard the news, you're, you know, you're. So I heard that he was coming, Paul coming. McCartney's coming to New Orleans to record an album. Right. And I knew of a few studios. Yeah. So I was going to check with one studio to find out when he's coming. How'd you hear that he was coming? Uh, the girl I was dating's mother heard it on the news or something. Oh, so it was... It <clears throat> or was, read it in the paper or it something. It was public knowledge. It wasn't like a secret. No, it wasn't, it wasn't a secret, but it wasn't big, big news. But they didn't say but where said, he was you, going. No, they didn't so really say... So he had a stalking, kind of. Uh, yeah, she said that, uh, you know, Paul McCartney's coming to do an album in New Orleans. And I said, are you serious? Lee Paul McCartney? Yeah. So this is so, 75. I just wanted to get a glimpse. Yeah, yeah so you're in your 20s. Yeah, and yeah. maybe take a picture yeah. or something. All right, so how'd you find which studio to go to? So I didn't. I was going to check each studio. So the yeah. first one I checked was C-Sync. 
yeah. and Gentilly, and um, and I went and I pulled in the parking lot, which is hosts five cars. Oh wow, it's a tiny. And I'm the only lot. one in the parking lot because yeah. they had the building next door too, and that's where they parked. Yeah. So I'm the only one in the parking lot, and I was thinking about going to knock on the door. How can I say? Is this where Paul McCartney's going to do his album? <laughs> is Paul here? Yeah. Is, <laughs> is this yeah. where the Beatles going to be? Yeah. So, so I actually chickened out. Yeah. Shortened it a little bit, and uh, I sat there. I said, "No, nah, I'm not going to do it." I started my car. A car pulled on side of me. I looked over, and it was Paul McCartney driving and Linda. Wow. Just pulled up next to you in the next slot. He just went, and I went like, "Wait." This, this don't make sense. You think there'd be an entourage? What? Are you kidding me? You think there'd be a security guard or something? Yeah, yeah. I thought there would be like bodyguards and yeah. helicopters and yeah. police and all that. He like just that. rolls in he by himself, him and his wife. Driving around, yeah. him and his wife. So the Beatles are already broken up by now. Yeah, yeah. So he was, was he already forming wings or was it? This is, that is when he was forming it. Gotcha. He did a couple of solo albums and mm -hmm. then he was putting wings together. Yeah, Paul McCartney and wings. And he wanted the New Orleans influence. Yeah. You know, so. On the, on the album. He, um, so I got out and spoke to him, and then he was there for probably two months. Wow. And we he lived would, here. We would go like every day. Yeah. Every day, and we knew what time he went, what time he got out. He so y'all would just wait out, y'all meaning who else? People you knew or just strangers? No, I, did, I didn't really. Yeah. I met people there. Yeah. So but, um, being outside the studio for two months, he must have gotten to know you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's seen this every day. Yeah. He's sick of it. I wish these people would leave. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Did, 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 did he ever call you by your name? You ever talk? Oh, we would talk. Yeah, we'd talk. Nice. He, he, was like, he was like a Hello, reg, John. Really regular that's my guy. Best yeah. Accent. That's right. Yeah. Hello, John. How are you doing this fine morning? In <laughs> fact, that's what the first, really? first thing he said to me. How are you doing this fine morning? I said, man, you are all right. Yeah. I hope so by now. <laughs> 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 and then he started calling you John. Did yeah, well, I became while, friends. Like, hey, man, what's up? Yeah. You know. So you went almost every day, and some of the other people we, heard yeah. about it, started coming. And they did too. Yeah. Yeah. How big did the crowd get outside? Well, at first it was me. Yeah. And then it was maybe three people. Yeah. And then maybe five. And then I think the biggest it got was fifteen to twenty. Oh, so it was just a small little group. Yeah, then, a small huh? group. Wow. They would stand out there and yeah, he'd pull up and he'd sit out and talk. Yeah, and, you know, you mentioned to me one time a story about the guy that tried out to be his drummer. Yeah, I think you should tell that story if you got. So there was a guy that showed up and um, so he you... had long hair and a beard, and he says, uh, "We introduced." He says, "I'm going to audition for his band." I said, "Really?" So wow. he came to the studio. Yeah, he did. He he and came he, from Alabama. He came from Alabama. Yeah, tell us. How, you know, they called him and he didn't have any money. You know. Yeah, he was broke. Kind, kind of do that whole back. He was broke, and yeah. and I heard this story from him later. I right, tell it. Okay, so he was. I think he was collecting empty bottles. Oh my gosh! You know, I mean, he was just dead broke. Yeah. And somebody called him and said, uh, "You know, McCartney's in New Orleans and he needs a drummer." And yeah. And this guy had a reputation of being an excellent drummer. Yeah. So they said, why don't you come on down? He said, well, I can't afford it. Said, yeah. All the money will yeah. pay you back Wow. when you get here. Oh, my gosh. So he got there, and we, we were speaking to him outside. And yeah. Says, I'm going to audition for his band. So he's got long hair. Good luck. Yeah. Dead broke. Had to borrow money to get there. Yes. And he's trying out for the new band that Paul's forming. Right. Paul McCartney and Wings. Which well, he course. wants to work on that album. Yeah. He, he didn't have a drum, but he said, well, you know. Need somebody a know a good, 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 good drummer. Yeah. Right. So somebody he, knew. he 
started recording, and yeah. by about the third song, he says, man, you want to join my band? Oh, my word. He Get said, out. yeah. So I believe, I'm not sure about the amount. I think Paul gave him like $35,000. He said, here, catch up on your bills and hang around. Let's finish the album. And then they went, what? On, they went on tour. And, wait, uh, wait, stop. This guy go goes ahead. from collecting Coke bottles. To 35000 in 1975. money. Yeah. And he made the band. He made the band. And he goes on tour with Paul McCartney and Wayne. That has to do a, a job to your to your head, man. Just you I know, know, just that'd be head games, man. Yes. Yeah. If you go from dead broke to playing drums for Paul McCartney overnight, I know. Yeah. Could you imagine that? Yeah. So he traveled. So he yeah he went on tour with him and Wings Over America and yeah. uh, did a few albums with him and, yeah. and that thing. But what, what uh, was his name? Do you remember? Joe English. So Joe English from Joe Alabama. English from Alabama. Unknown drummer collecting Coke bottles gets selected to be on Paul McCartney's band. Yeah. So what happened to him? Is he still playing? So then, him? this this is the testimony from him later. Okay. Because um, he he did drugs and things, and uh, hmm, that's unusual. He had a sports car. Yeah. And his wife got in a car accident. And she got paralyzed from the neck down. Holy cow! And uh, he didn't know what to do. He he said, you know, I just. Don't know what to do. So um, some people from a church came, and they said, we want to bring her to a Bible study, and we're going to pray over and do that kind of thing. And he said, Joe, you want to come? And he didn't want anything to do with the Bible study. Yeah. So I think he said he went to go eat pizza. Wow. So pizza yeah. other than the Bible study. Yeah, he well, he, he's uh, unbelievable. Hopefully it was yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> it was a really good pizza, man. So, but when he came home, his wife was, uh, she got healed at that at that. Bible study. So she went from paraplegic or quadriplegic? She was paralyzed from the neck down. So four, all four limbs were paralyzed. She was, I don't know. But she was running up and, and down the stairs. she got miraculously healed miraculously at this healed. Bible study. She was running up and down the stairs when he got Come home. on, Jesus. And he freaked out. I guess so. And he dropped his knees, started crying. And Holy. So Joe God. English is a pastor today. Yeah. I, I don't know where, but you can look him up. It's Joe yeah. English. Joe English, former drummer. He doesn't wings. play, yeah, he doesn't play drums anymore, but he's yeah. a pastor. He's preaching the gospel. Yeah. yeah, preaching the gospel. Man, what a great story inside of the other story. All right, back to the other story now. Okay. So you're hanging outside of the studio talking mm. to John, I mean, talking Paul? to Paul, Paul, and he's calling you John, y'all, first name basis, and you stay out there for two how, months. Two months, yeah. Probably what, somewhere. What, what album were they working on? Do you remember? Venus and Mars. Oh, wow. That was pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was huge. Big. Yeah. Some yeah. good songs on there. Yeah. So, and you got to meet his wife? Yeah, Linda. Now me and Linda. There. Yeah, yeah. I see the photo, John. You look so young in that I was. photo. Oh my word! Yeah, you were <laughs> you were in your twenties. You're like a boy. Twenties, yes. Yeah, you're like a boy. Of course, Linda tragically has already passed away. Yes. Yeah, but she was married to Paul. And then this is a picture of me and Paul there. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the studio in the background. Yeah. Look at you. I like the really wide tie you got on there. Man. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, I was so, you, was even fashion. then I was out of style. He was a fashion student <laughs> back then, man. Look at you and Paul McCartney. And he's a little older than you. He's probably, what, in his 30s here? He was, yeah, he was in his 30s. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Linda, and later you met um, uh, Sean Lennon, huh? Just for a moment. Yeah. That wasn't like this. Yeah. Was, yeah. I met Paul. I talked to Paul. I had. Yeah. Met Sean. Yeah, that's and John you, and Yoko's son. Yeah, Sean, and he's still recording too. He is, yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. So this is such an amazing story. You get to meet um, Paul McCartney. You're you're there in the city. Fast forward now, you know, a couple of decades later, you're on social media and somebody asks a question. Does anybody know the Beatles? Tell us how that all that came about that led to the book. Yeah. So I was, uh, yeah, somebody on Facebook or whatever um, said, I want to know if anybody ever met a Beatles. So I yeah. told them the little story. Yeah. So yeah, I met This a story here. Yeah. 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 And so I sent a couple of pictures and yeah. that person wanted up being connected to the Beatles and he lived in Liverpool and that's where they're from. Oh, so he was friends with the Beatles. Not friends, but connected. Okay. In, just a relation. In a way. Yeah. Um, Got it. But um he said, "Man, can I use your story? I want to do. I want to do a book. Yeah, um, the Beatles and me." And so he took these different stories of people that met. Yeah, and he put them together, and mine was featured in in the middle. Yeah, and then he said, "I want to do another book when this is done, and I want to feature. It's just, I want to do the whole story of you." Oh wow! Because I had so many stories about. Yeah, it. because you were there during the formation of Wings. That's a pretty crucial yeah. time for Paul McCartney's career. Man, he's leaving yes. the Beatles. And forming a new band, and you were right on there, right on the front I was line. There. I was stalking him. Yeah, you were stalking <laughs> him way back then. And no, we were just hanging out. And, yeah, and you, know, you were was, already you already playing the bass on your own. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I played since since I'm ten. Right. I'm, I'm 21 now, so that's 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> Add a few zeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a long yeah, time. Please, a couple. You've been playing. You've been playing a long time. A couple of hundred. I want to get to in a minute. You were the first. Bass player at Journey when we started. 20, I was in 1996. 1996. Yeah, I was young then too. Yeah, I know, John. You've been you've been around the world. Yeah. Man. Uh, so, and let me just divert for a second. I'm thinking about it. So, your band that you lead currently uh, is called the Meanies. The Meanies. All right. Tell us a little bit about the Meanies. How you formed it? Why you named it that? And yeah. okay. Um, when I went to when I moved to Slidell and I was looking at getting a, I, w- I was trying to get up a band actually. Yeah. And uh, I couldn't get them out my shed. Yeah. We rehearsed, but um, a friend of mine called me up and said, "You know, they got a band called the Blue Meanies playing in Mandeville, and I think they do a lot of Beatles, and I know you like the Beatles." Mm-hmm. So I went to go see them. Yeah. And sure enough, they they, they, they were really you? really good. Yeah. Really good, and yeah. did a lot of Beatles. Yeah. So when they took a break, I said, look, y'all ever need a bass player? Yeah. I said, I, I love this music. You know, the whole works. Yeah. I'll be glad. They said, well, the problem is the lead player and the bass player are brothers. Yeah. And it's their band. Oh. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, okay. Yeah. That's Thanks. fine. Okay. So months later, maybe six, eight months later, yeah. I got a phone call from a friend of mine. He goes, <clears throat> this band, the Blue Meanies, needs a bass player. <laughs> so the brother left? You ever heard of him? No. The brother, um, he was, he's a doctor. Yeah. So. And he started getting busy with sure. that. And so they wanted a substitute. Just in case. When he couldn't make it, Got they wanted it. a substitute. That makes sense. He said, uh, would you be interested in that? I said, yeah, I sure would. Beatles, music. So I yeah. went, I went and um, I auditioned for him. Yeah. And I made it. And yeah. then we started rehearsing. He said, oh, man, you know. I start rehearsing. So about yeah. after about a month, they said, "Look, you're going to be our bass player, and he will be. He'll play whenever he wants." Yeah. So I winded up the bass player. Yeah. So that's about 21 years ago. Oh my gosh! So I was in that band for 10 years. Yeah. That band broke up, and so we had 10 years invested. We said, "Well, we don't want to throw away." Yeah. All of that. Yeah. 
So we changed the name to the Meanies because it was different people. Yeah. You know, two, three of the originals. But right. um, Tell us where the name Meanies. So, um, so it's a Beatle name because right. um, they did a cartoon movie called The Yellow Submarine. Right. You know, we all live in the Yellow Submarine. Mm-hmm. They did, you know, sure. a full-length movie. And the Blue Meanies were these evil characters in the movie mm-hmm. that hated music. Yeah. And so they got the Beatles and Sgt. Pepper, and they were trying to get rid of these Blue right. Meanies. So yeah. that's where the name comes from. There's right. actually a famous band called the Blue Meanies. Because inspired by the movie. Yeah, but they, yeah. that was the name of the band when I joined it, yeah. so I had nothing to yeah. do with that. But it's cool. It's a cool name. Yeah. So you just cool. kind of adopted it and became the Meanies. Yeah, so yeah. we just kind of shortened it yeah. because we didn't want to, um, yeah. since it was different people. Are you guys still playing? We're still playing, yeah. We're still active. So yeah. we're going to be... We'll be playing at uh, Bowie's in Bay St. Louis, yeah. August seventh. Oh man! From four to eight. Yeah, that's old people hours. Yeah, this is going to air after that, so people missed it already. So, oh, that's unfortunately, good. yeah. But you you play often, so even if it's later. Yeah, on, we we there pretty regularly. Yeah. And, um, if yeah. if you go to my uh, Facebook page, I usually I just yeah. put why we play. You're John Taylor on Facebook. Yeah, John Taylor. Yeah, so they, they can find out international. All right now, we we left the book. Let's go back to finish that story. All right, so you, this guy on Facebook asked you a question. Has anybody met the Beatles? You say yes. You tell him his story. He put your story in his book. Mm-hmm. So how would that lead to your book? So then um, he was going to do my book, but I said, I thought that you know he was all the way in England, mm-hmm. and um, I thought it might be a little smart to try to get somebody a little more local, yeah, a publisher. So, you know. He had the idea. I said, let me pitch the book. Yeah. So I pitched it, and they called me up one day and said, yeah, we'd like to do your book. And I got the biggest knot in my stomach. So a local publisher bought your idea. Yes. Wow. A, a big publisher, too. Yeah, absolutely. Big Pelican. Yeah, and, um, so what I did was I, I, put, kind of I put together stories. I got in touch with the people that were there yeah. that I met, and each one has their little story of how they met Paul. Yeah. And uh, just just like the other book, yeah. And so that's different testimonies of the people. It's kind of yeah neat. And a lot of pictures too. Pictures, yeah. Yeah. Can people still get a copy of this? They book? They hit pictures. They can still get that uh, if you look it up. Wings over New Orleans. I think Amazon has it. Okay, still available. Or Barnes and Noble can order yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anywhere books are sold. I think. <laughs> yeah. Probably so. So I did look it up the other day just to see if it was still up. Yeah, you uh, you've done some book signings. I see you got some. Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. At first, wow, okay. yeah, movies, movies, music, music, publishing. Man, I just John, you I, just I, like I'm not trying to everything. be anybody. It's just I yeah. get bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first time I met you was end of 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had just planted the church. Journey was just weeks old, mm-hmm. and you came. You and Janet came to church one Sunday and your right. two daughters and they were both little girls at the time. Right. They were you know, teenagers or maybe even adolescents. They, yeah, were, they even, were young, 10 and 12. Maybe even less. 13, yeah. like that. So y'all came to church to visit. Y'all were kind of fill us in on how you wound up coming to visit our church. So so we had a church um, and we had a tight little group of mm-hmm. about 20, 25 people. And we did, we did think, we fellowshiped together. Yeah. And we were all non-denominational, yeah. you know, interdenominational. Yeah. And, um, the church, the building where we were going was owned by a denomination, and yeah. we had a pastor who was non-denominational. Yeah. So the the denomination was getting their building back. I see. And our pastor was stepping down. So I we were you. looking for a pastor. 
since we had that core group, we're yeah. looking for a pastor and a building. We we're going to rent a building, yeah. hire a pastor. Kind of plan a new church. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we had yeah, you had thirty people. We had so. the party. Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we liked each yeah. other. You already had a church. You just needed. Yeah, a we had a church. Meet. Yeah, we just yeah. needed the building. Yeah. And so, um, so somebody had told us that there was a, a old building on one ninety. Yeah. Old warehouse, and yeah. they thought it was a church. You yeah. know, it was yeah. a church. So we we said we'll, we'll go check it out. So that's when we showed up. Yeah. We showed up, and I don't know how many people did y'all have in there. Twenty five or thirty. About twenty five. Yeah. 30 it was just a yeah. handful. It was an old warehouse that we lovingly called the Aluminum Cathedral. The aluminum Cathedral. Because it was that's just right. an aluminum it shed was. with concrete floors. Concrete floors. Yeah, it was just holding chairs. As simple as it could be, man. But it was good. Yeah. It we, was. Great. We set out some chairs and we built a little stage and we had church, man. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, we were we were you know a few weeks old, and you mm-hmm. walk in the door, and uh, Rachel I think Rachel was uh, playing keyboards that day if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. And Blake was singing. Yeah, Blake was leading and worship. Was somebody on drums. And we had a drummer. I don't remember who it was. Um, His father had an air conditioning company. Yeah, I can't remember who it was now. It's been a while. It's been so long ago. But anyway, we had, we had a little band, and Rachel had bought a bass guitar, wow. and it was standing on the stage there. And she said, "I just, I, I'm gonna just trust God for a bass player." Mm-hmm. You know, so we had no idea we was going to get a movie star, author, <laughs> musician to walk in to our little aluminum Yo, shack. did you get that? Gee, I want to see. I want to meet him. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, me too. Yeah. So so what happened was we went, and we, we loved it. My kids loved it, and we, we just said, oh, God, this is great. Yeah. So we called up the gang and said, hey, man, we found a church. Yeah. We found the building. We found the pastor. We don't even have to pay him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, golly. It's, it's, it's all in there. one, man. Golly. Yeah, we should all go. So next Sunday, So the brought, next Sunday, yeah, a whole gang of them came. You brought and, 20 or 30 people like with it. you. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they showed up. Yeah. Uh, you doubled the size of our church in one week, man. You were the best evangelist that we've ever had. <laughs> We had a hundred percent growth in one week. Man. Wow! I remember when y'all came back and you people kept coming in and coming in. I'm thinking, who is this guy, man? Oh no, oh no! Just <laughs> filling up. So we had like maybe fifty chairs out that day, and they were almost all full. Oh, it was, it was great. like we couldn't even believe it. it man. We and like, everybody that yeah. came, yeah, loved it and, and stayed and stayed. Yeah, some for years. They loved it. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. We, we got close to and a it lot started of them. growing. And yeah, church yeah, that really it. became a spark for our, our church to really grow, mm-hmm. man, because it kind of took on a, you know, some momentum right then mm-hmm. and some life of its own, you know. And, but uh, it had to start, and God, you started it. God really used you, and, and you didn't tell us immediately that that you played the bass. No, I did not. You I, kept I wanted that to make secret. sure that um, that uh, I liked that I wanted to stay at the church before. Yeah, because I knew once they found out I played bass that I'd be on stage. Make sure I wasn't whacked, yeah. <laughs> so, Unfortunately, I was. So after a while, I said, hey, <laughs> hey, do you know I play bass? Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was. recruited you pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. So you're the original bass player. I am the original. At Journey, man, 25 right. years. Yeah. yeah, you've been there with us. The whole time, man, through mm-hmm. hell and high water, as we say. It's been good. Yeah. And we, we put Katrina out... brought us in 30 feet of water. You stayed. I stayed. <laughs> I could swim. Oh, that's good. And uh, we did some excellent music. Yeah. Oh, I still yes. got some of the albums, uh, yeah, DVDs that you guys made back before Katrina, man. Oh, yeah, the DVDs. I, I have yeah, that, too. I got I got some of the uh, I got some of the uh, CDs also. Mm-hmm. I got a couple that are still in shrink wrap. You know, because wow. because wow. we lost a lot of the stock during the hurricane because right. we got we lost right. all of our stuff. But somehow we had a few rescued out of it that we found here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, those are sweet, man. To go back and listen, and, and listen to all those voices, you and, and, to them. and Rachel right. and, and Blake and all the. In fact, I just made one of your members. She said that she listens to uh, the night of worship. Yeah. 
that we did live. Right. And I said, I, you know, I have that on DVD. She goes, are you kidding me? I didn't know you had I that sale. I do. John, I want to see that. Oh, I'll make you a copy. Man, I want to see that. I'd like to maybe, you know, our 25th birthday as a church is coming up in October. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for some old footage. So oh, that yeah, I have I that, I have that, that old man. thing. Because we had just moved into the John Jay Center. Yes. And we had, you know, yes. remodeled the DH Holmes oh, yeah. building. And we had like a six or it's seven excellent. hundred seat auditorium. The sound is excellent. It's, man, it's yeah. Great. Oh, yeah. I think Mark Hewitt do the recording. Yes. Yeah. So well, my, um, was it Mark or somebody? Who was that? Mark probably did the sound, but that uh, we had that guy who did the videos. Oh, yeah. But I thought Mark did the mixing, though. On the on Oh, the, he did. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. On all of Oh, my gosh. It was so good, man. Yes, it is. Holy cow. So, I want to see that. In fact, I want to show it. In October, well, I'm going to give you a copy. on Sunday morning the journey. We're oh, going to do some clips oh, cool. of our, you know, the 25 years, and mm-hmm. man, that would that would play right That's into awesome. to celebrate our our 25th birthday. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you guys came along, you know, 25 years ago and really helped us plant the church. You know, mm-hmm. and um, I found out that you've been a believer a long time. You mm-hmm. know, I'd like for you to I'd like for you to tell your testimony. You okay, know, tell me how you got saved, what led you to Christ, your family, mm-hmm. kind of just give us. You know, your story. I, I was raised um, a Catholic, and I was an altar boy, and so um, I, you know, I believed. As I got older, and you know, you get around friends, yeah. Oh, you got to do this. This is cool. No, yeah. man, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And so, uh, so I, I got to a point where I really wasn't sure what I believed in anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then, you know, certain things happened in my life. I got a little bitter toward God and things, and. Uh, I didn't really understand. If you don't understand grace, I, I, yeah. I didn't think I could live holy. How old were you when all this was taking place? I was in my probably early 20s. Okay. Early 20s. So you're still having, you got your crisis of faith going on. You're not sure what you believe. Yeah, and yeah. I was a disaster. Yeah. My life was, I looked I looked like I had it all together on the outside, yeah. on the inside. Yeah. I was. Yeah. So it's before you got married. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. In fact, I was never going to get married. Oh, is that right? I was no, I was I hung out and partied. Yeah. That that was my life. Yeah. So were you working or were you music for Yeah, time? I, I, I was working and stuff and yeah. playing in bands and okay. things and uh Yeah. Um are, are now you're from the city, you're from New Orleans? I'm from New Orleans. That's where you grew up. Yeah. What part, what neighborhood did you grow Gentilly. up in? Gentilly. Oh, you grew up in Gentilly? From Gentilly, yeah. Oh, man, you're like a New Orleans boy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can probably tell with the accent. What church did you go to? What Catholic church were you in? Was well, I was St. Leo, yeah. St. Uh, Annunciation, St. Raphael, yeah. those, you know, I went to those Catholic schools, too. Sure. All the same schools. So then when I got out, you know, and then, you know, we'd hang out in bars and, and drink and do it all kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, so, I got to the point where, well, everybody knew I was... Friends knew I was suffering, so somebody invited me to a Bible study. Mm. Here's those Bible studies, man. Always. I don't remember mm-hmm. where, but they said, you know, yeah, you, you won't you come to the Bible study? Yeah. And so I said, I will, but I was going to go out afterwards. Yeah. So I went to the Bible study and passed through. Then this guy cornered me. Yeah. Huh. On the way out. Yeah. He said, Always that guy. He said, uh, If you leave here tonight, you get in a car accident and die. Who? You sure you're going to heaven? Yeah. Said, not exactly. Yeah. Do you want to make sure? Yeah. Not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. I'm going to chance it one more Maybe night. Maybe yeah. next week. Yeah. 
No, so he's seen, I was like, I'm looking around, I'm like, uh, how am I going to get out of this? This guy's got me cornered. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, uh, we go in the yard and pray. Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's not going to leave me alone. <laughs> I got to pray with go him. Go pray with him in the yard. Yeah. So we went in the yard, and I'm looking to make sure no neighbors are looking. Yeah. So he's holding my hands. Yeah. That's weird. He's got a chair. He's got a chair. And I'm yeah. like, yeah. oh, Lord. <laughs> so honest to God. He started praying, and I felt like wind. Oh, my goodness. And this peaceful feeling, like I can't explain. Yeah, it was Jesus, man. And I just started, like, laughing. And the guy's like, oh, man, you got the Holy Ghost. Oh, I wow. Know. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. So he brings me inside. He's like, John just got the Holy Ghost. He got the Holy Ghost. And I'm like, hey, revival is the Bible study, man. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what happened. So I, I got past that and I went out. Yeah. I never went to church. I just, yeah. yeah. I said, so ah. you, got, you got saved, you had a spiritual encounter, and you went partying. Uh, yeah. yeah. I said, ah, I mean, it was my imagination. Yeah. It was yeah. my imagination, but it wasn't. Yeah. What happened was a light got turned on hmm. that I couldn't, I couldn't turn off. Yeah. yeah. So, so months and months and months go by. I'm not going to church anything. Yeah. I mean, just forgot about that. Yeah. But I started changing. Yeah. That whatever entered me, the Holy Ghost, yeah. started changing me from the inside. Mm. So on, I Jesus. really wasn't fitting in with that crowd anymore. Yeah. And you started feeling weird. Yeah. So then I called up the people after months that invited me to the, the Bible study. I said, look, I think I'm losing my mom. My mom. Yeah. Why? I said, I'm just not... I'm going crazy. Yeah. They said, no, you received the Holy Ghost. You're out of fellowship. Yeah. You ought to think you're crazy. Yeah. I said, well, what, what I got to do? I said, you better get in church. Yeah. Well, it's good to be around people that experience the same thing as you. Yeah. You go around people that don't, you feel like. Yep. You're going crazy. You're going crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. So I started going to church. Yeah. And that was in, uh, that was Victory, yeah. Victory Temple in Kenner. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then I met my wife. We got married, so mm -hmm. on, so on. Still what year did you get married? Still in church. Got married in 1982. Mm -hmm. So 40 years ago, coming up. 30. Yeah, it's coming up. 39 years. It's coming up 40 years. Yeah. What's your anniversary? Put you on the spot. Don't watch Janet. April 17th. Oh, you know. Look at you, man. April 17th. It's a lucky guess. Yeah. <laughs> 1982. Every 17th. Yeah. 1982, that's right. Yeah, so it'll be 39. Well, it just was 39 years yeah, recently. Yeah, 39 years. It's going to be 40. Yeah. And you've been serving the Lord ever since that night. You know, slowly got transformed, but... It's been a long process. You've been, you've been following I'm Jesus. I'm hard-headed as yeah. a son of a gun. And you know what? I'm glad that God doesn't give up on us. Right. He saves us in mm. our sin. And then he does the work of redemption and the work of mm. uh, sanctification over a period of time. That's right. You know? That's right. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen at the snap of That's a right. finger. Sometimes God just slowly moves into slowly our lives. You know? Changes. He's very gentle. Changes. It's a process. He's very patient. It's a process. Yeah. So That's probably right. another 40, 50 years he'll be done with you. So and then, <laughs> yeah, and then understanding grace was, yeah. was, you know, understanding that it's not what I do, it's what he did. Yeah. And... That doesn't give me, doesn't make me want to do things mm -hmm. contrary to God. Right. It makes me want to right. appreciate. Yeah. I want to follow and Jesus. Live. Right. I want to live and, like... and so you reap what you sow anyway. So yeah. you want to stay in line. Yeah. Here's the instructions. 
Let's try to follow him. Yeah. So you met this amazing woman. How did you and Janet meet? What was the story behind that? We uh, we went to the same school, high school together. Okay. And then uh, Catholic school. No, that was public uh, high school. It was high school. Gotcha. No. When I went to high school, I went to Kennedy. Did you? And uh, yeah. yeah. So, so I knew her from even yeah. when I was a teenager a yeah. little bit. And I dated her one time, and right. that was that. She wrote you and off. And then um, what happened was I ran into after right after. I started going to church and I was on fire. Yeah. I was like an apostle. Yeah. <laughs> You're from, from partying to I had a Jewish, a Jewish friend came yeah. in uh, from out of town and we were going out and I was telling them all about Jesus and everything and yeah. said, man, let's go. There's a Chinese restaurant over there. Let's go eat some Chinese food. So we went in there and there was Janet and one of her friends. Huh. And they said, well, no, hey, man, how y'all doing? Y'all come sit with us. Yeah. So we sat with them, and my friend said, look, do not ask this guy anything about Jesus. <laughs> He's going to preach to you. So he told them in front of you? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, we're sitting at the table. <laughs> Please don't get him. Don't bring up Jesus. Don't get him started yeah. or anything. And yeah. You know, so Janet goes, really? No, I read the Bible. Yeah. You know, really? Mm. I said, really? Hmm. So... She was actually living in New York at the time, right. so I started writing to her. I wrote my testimony and all Wait, that. Wait, like on paper and pen? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have that. Wait, that. people still... I love that. Stories that people uh, wrote uh, letters yeah. to each other. I still have those letters. So you wrote letters to Janet? Yeah, we didn't have... They didn't have computers. I know. <laughs> email. Yeah, text no email, messaging. No nothing. No social media. No. You had to write it, put it you in an envelope. It, yeah, put a stamp on it. Put a sticker on it. it. She'd get it two weeks and later. hand it to a stranger and say, hey... <laughs> Bring us to New York for me, if you don't mind. Man, what a crazy system, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You write this letter, stick it in an envelope, put a sticker on it, and tell somebody, hey, bring it to New York. Mm -hmm. They bring it to New York. And they did. And so yeah. Janet read your letters. And... She, she wrote back. Oh. Well, she came, well, she was from here, so when she came to visit her parents, yeah. her, her friend, and us, we'd all go like to church or Bible yeah. study or something yeah. like that. And they... Yeah. So were you they all still Christians too. So were you writing love letters or just friend letters? No, no, I was just writing um yeah. mostly like my testimony. But you like what it. I discovered in life, you know. Yeah, but you like what helped it. me. Yeah. And it actually helped her too. Yeah. And so you you don't know where a person's at. Hmm. Because to me it was like she was an executive in New York. Wow. And I was like, Yeah. Not. Yeah, you were a musician in New Orleans. Yeah. Who got saved? Who accidentally got saved at a Bible study? Yeah. How about that? You, How about that? You stumbled into a Bible study, no. got filled with the Holy Ghost, I know. and God changed the and course. Couldn't of turn it. that light off. I know. It's like you tried your best to. Yeah. You tried to I'm run trying. from it. You I'm tried to hide trying. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but He just won't give up on you, man. No, He doesn't. No. He just won't give up on you. And God, John, you live the life a life that is just marked with so much grace, man. I mean, mm -hmm. the things that you've been able to do. Places that you've been able to go, the people that you've met—I mean, you know—it's just—it's just an incredible story of God's grace. You know, like you said, I didn't understand grace, but the good news is, God's grace understands us. Right. You know, He comes along just when we need Him, even when we don't know mm -hmm. that we need Him. And then so many of these things, the timing was perfect. Yeah. That it it happened. Yeah. yeah. And it had to be God. Yeah, you're right. Involved because it's you're like, right. yeah, and timing is so key in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we rush and we miss our visitation. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Or oh. we don't even show up at all. Mm -hmm. You know, like had you pulled out of that parking lot when Paul five McCartney pulled earlier. in five minutes earlier, I or if you decided to go to the other studio, right? I mean, you know, mm -hmm. you can say that's a coincidence or that's act. 
I don't know. I just. Oh, if I wouldn't have chose to eat Chinese food. There you go. To run into my wife. Yeah. And you, y- y'all sat down, and your Jewish friend was, was mm-hmm. you know, was dissing you in front of them, like, don't ask this dude about Jesus. I know. And if I wouldn't have tore my rotator cuff. Yeah. Wouldn't have did the movie. Yeah, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have met Matthew I, McConaughey. I would have never. Yeah. Can you hook me up with Matthew McConaughey tonight? Could you get I, I actually call? didn't meet him. I did the scene with him, and then he went. Yeah, well, you met him for a few seconds. Yeah, for yeah, a few seconds. <laughs> I saw the movie. And I did a scene with him. Yeah, you were in the scene. Yeah, John yeah. Taylor. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. just mumbled a little bit, and then I went home. Yeah, yeah. And you had one arm you couldn't even raise up, which is you, you, you could tell in the movie that you had a rotator cuff. You're like you're stamping thing. Did it hurt when you did it? The hurt? Stamp, did it hurt? Yeah. Yeah, I had a. So you had to really act, huh? Yeah, and you know I took a pain pill before. Yeah, he had to like boys. I was I was like in pain. Did, yeah, I was in pain. Was there more than one take of that scene? Or you did two. It? it was just two. So you had to, you had to stamp it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you think they were going to cut that out of the movie? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? I just. I just figured. No, they ain't going to keep that. They, yeah. they ain't going to keep that part. Yeah. I was in. A, I was in. Uh, Rachel and I, when I was in Bible college, uh, back then they weren't paying a hundred. I didn't make a hundred dollars, but they had like two thousand of us extras, and we were filming in Tiger Stadium. Oh yeah. Wow. A movie that was called what was that? Um, Everybody's All American. Oh yes, I remember, remember that. Movie. Yes, you I had been there too as an extra. There's no, a I lot of us, man. <laughs> we were we were struggling to make ends meet, and Rachel saw the ad in the newspaper. There's an old word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we saw an ad. Fifty dollars a night if you'll come, but you had wow. to stay all night. You had yeah. to, you had to go from like nine until six in the morning because they filmed it at night, and then they moved you around the stadium so they could get a crowd. So they would pan the camera, and then they would move us. Yeah, the yeah, right. So it, it looked That's like right. there were seventy thousand people in the right. stadium, but it was the same two thousand of us. You know? Right. So we moved all night long. Mm-hmm. It was miserable, and every four hours or whatever, we got a break. We had to go down there, and they had sandwiches that I don't know. It felt like somebody backed over them with a. The Y'all made fifty bucks We're each. Each we had a hundred bucks, man. Shh. Dude, back in yeah, that was in the eighties. That was a oh, lot of money, yeah, man. A hundred dollars? Are you kidding me? No, a hundred dollars. We were like buy groceries, man, the next day, and we did that for a while. Uh, you know, just being extras, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, I, I can't remember who the star of that movie was. Man, I, I remember. I remember the movie. Yeah, everybody's all American. Yeah. Anyway, I'll think of it after this is over. Uh, but he came out. Uh, for his one scene that night, and, mm-hmm. and they were doing a play on the field. So there was a body double doing almost all of the work. He came out maybe like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not kidding. He jogged out in his in his uh, uniform. Uh, uh-huh. They did the play, and he jogged back out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was he may have been 15 seconds just not to get his face on the camera, and we never saw him again. Yep. You know? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. You know. So I was actually, years and years ago, they had an ad like that for yeah. JFK. Yeah. The movie JFK. Oh, yeah. And I was an extra in that. Wow. And that, that was uh, moons ago, many moons ago. Yeah. So then, uh, but I've been in, I've worked with 50 different movies. 50? 50, yeah. What's some of the most memorable that you've done besides Dallas Buyers Club? I see The Green Card. Haven't seen that one. Um Cost Dallas Buyers Club. Um, sheesh. Put you on the spot. Yeah, I am on the spot. Yeah. Um, Were you in any of uh, Charlton Heston's movie, like Ten Commandments? No, Charlton Heston. <laughs> that was probably before your time. I was in um, Seeking Justice. Oh, with, yeah? Uh, I was in, um, well, oh, a couple of TV programs, too. Treme. Yeah. And uh, Queen of the South. Yeah. Is that it? The, yeah. one, the one that just recently? I don't know. Um, 
So, so you've been in fifty movies and yeah. TV series. That's a lot. You because a once lot you get of... once you get in a click, you know. You... Yeah. Did you ever get like an actor's card or anything like no, that? No, no. Yeah. You don't. You don't need to. You ever get an agent? But then you got to pay dues. Yeah. Don't want to do that. It goes your money. Like you, because yeah. <laughs> you're making a hundred bucks a night, so you really can't uh, afford you, to pay. You don't need like... to belong to that unless you yeah. do. Like if you do like three speaking roles, and yeah. you get an agent. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. You join SAG. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, that's why my, my checks come from SAG anyway. Yeah. So. I uh, wonder if your uh, if your name is still available with with the Screen Actors Guild. Like John Taylor is another famous John. No, Taylor. I don't think. Yeah. So I don't think so I, I, I never still... did. I never did do that and get the credits and all that yeah. because I, I never took it serious. Yeah. Is just... your name in the credits for Dallas Buyers Club? No, because uh, because what happened was I checked out wrong. Yeah. That day. Yeah. They were supposed to bump me up to, right. it's called the day player right. or a bit player. Right. And I didn't, I checked out as an extra. Oh, man. And I didn't know. So, yeah. yeah. You know, your, I left. It's your first big break. You didn't know. I, I didn't know. Yeah. You know, so the, the next movie I went to, to go do, this little lady came up to me and I said, Yeah, I did, I did a little speaking role. And she said, did, did you get paid for it? I said, I don't think. I said, I kind of checked out as an extra. No, no, no. You need to do this. She wrote down a name. I had to call people and yeah. tell them. I said, well, you know, I checked out wrong. Yeah. I said, really? So, well, uh, give us the date and all that kind of stuff. So they, they did all that kind of stuff. And then I didn't know I was going to get royalties. Oh, they did you right? I mean, they, they took care oh, of Oh, yeah, me. they took care oh, of Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Even though you made the mistake. They said, well, we, we owe you $700, sir. Oh, my gosh. Really? Well, send it to me. Yeah, mail it. Mail me that check, boy. And then, and then they said, uh, well, what happened was, when I went to Walmart and my picture was on the back, a lot yeah. of people started asking, will you get extra for that? Yeah. So I don't know. My picture's never been on the back yeah. of my DVD before. My first movie. I don't know. <laughs> so I called I called yeah. the lady yeah. uh, from SAG. Yeah. And I said, you know, um, the movie came out, my picture's on the back. I was People are asking me, I said, I, I don't know it. Yeah. Do I get extra for that? She goes, I've never had that situation. I'm going to I have to research it and call you out. back. Yeah. So she called me back and she said, uh, I got good news and bad news. I said, well, what's the good news? She goes, millions of people are going to see your picture. Yeah. Bad news is when you sign that voucher, yeah. they can use your image anyway they want. Oh, that's She goes, it. but yeah. your royalty checks should stuck them. I said, what royalty checks? Oh, my gosh. She said, you get royalty checks from the movie. Yeah. It's like point zero 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 one. Whatever. Bring my it. first check was $1,800. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'll take it. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's been six years or so, yeah. and I still get checks. John, that was a good day's work, man. With a, yeah, with a torn rotator cuff. Because because I tore my rotator cuff. They're still paying you, you and so if you're going through it, so disaster, you and Matthew are still getting you're going through a disaster. Yeah, look for opportunity, dude. That's a great word, man. It's the truth. Yeah, even when you're going through a disaster, that's right. God's always doing more than what you can see with your. Look what came out of a disaster. Yeah, man. I was I was yeah. literally scared. Yeah, we were going to go broke. Yeah, 90 days with no income. How would you make it through that? Right. Oh, well, you can do a movie and write a book. Yeah. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought, man, that would have happened? And the funny thing is, is is I called my work, yeah. which I work for the school board. Yeah. And uh, I said, I'm going to be out three months. I said, well, did you file for workman's comp? I said, no, I didn't. Yeah. Why not? I said, I just started the job, yeah. and I'm I got the, injured. I mean, there are two hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was scared to death. Yeah. So, well, maybe you can get the principal to maybe backdate it. Or something. Yeah. I said, no, 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 no. Yeah. I said, I'll, I'll survive. Yeah. But then 
They started oh, sending checks. Honest man. They started sending my checks, oh. 75% of my salary. Wow. And so Janet said, well, you better call them because we're going to have to pay that money back. They yeah. made a mistake. Yeah. So I called them and they said, no, we have a special deal where we, um, if you're out, it's extended sick leave. You must have filled out a lot of paperwork. Wow. It's just the grace of God. So I was getting that. Yeah. The movies. The book. International fame. Hanging out with Matthew McConaughey. Wasn't trying. I didn't try fan. I know it's crazy. You I didn't, really didn't. I didn't. All you did was went for. I never set out to do a book. Right. I never set out to meet a Beatle. To be in I a never movie. set out to be in a movie. Anything. Yeah. I just yeah. like. I, yeah. Just yeah. look for opportunities. And, and sometimes God brings us the greatest things when we don't force right. them. Right. When we want, want to make it to happen, you know, we just okay. God must trust you and just. I got a torn rotator cuff. I can't work. I don't have any money. Okay, what, what do you just get up and you took a hundred dollar a night extra job, and That's it right. turned into more. Yeah, and yeah. God and, and God is always like that, man. He's always, always looking out for us. That's right. You know, even when we can't tell. That's right. Yeah, man, John, I have enjoyed our conversation. I man. have too. And I wish we had another hour because there's so much more. So part two there. can. Uh, yeah, yeah, we no. got to do it. What are you, maybe in a couple of months, can you come back? Sure. And let's talk some more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I know you got another huge story to tell that we can't tell tonight. But that's, that's right. God's doing some huge things in your life, you know. And uh, I just want to say, John, you know, I've been knowing you for 25 years, you know. And Rachel and I just treasure our friendship with you and Janet. Uh, and we do too. We treasure our friendship, man. It's just like one of those gifts from God. Yeah, we love you guys. Yeah, we love you too, man. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, sometimes it's. Uh, People like you and Janet uh, in our lives, we just take for granted because you guys are just such solid friends, mm-hmm. period. You know, it's like the sun's going to come up tomorrow. Well, John and Janet's going to be there. You know, it's just people you can count on, people that you believe in, people that you love, people that you can laugh with, mm-hmm. you know, people that can, you can share their stories. And, you know, thank you for coming to our podcast and telling us some of your stories cool. about John, I mean, about Paul McCartney and Sean and Linda McCartney and Matthew. Yeah, being in Matthew's movie. As we're getting ready to close, uh, didn't Matthew produce that movie? Like, he was like the executive producer. So it was his own deal. He was the producer, the star. Yeah, because nobody wanted to touch it. Yeah, and now you and he are still reaping those... Those residual checks, man. Yeah, he's probably he's probably <laughs> his may be a little bit bigger than yours. A little bit, possibly. A little bit. There's probably no zeros before his dot yeah, dot dot yeah. dot. Yeah, I'm sure. He, I think he a, did okay with that. Yeah, he I took think, a shot. Yeah, I think he's fine. I think he's fine. That's good. Hey, this is Doug McAllister, and it has been a pleasure uh, talking with my friend John Taylor tonight. And Same thanks man. for joining us uh, on stories I didn't get to tell last Sunday. Uh, this is Journey Fellowship Church's weekly podcast, and we are excited that you have found us and that you've joined in. Uh, on the Journey app, you can see all the past episodes. Uh, we have a number of them already posted there, and we're making new ones constantly. Uh, but we just wanted you to know some of the great stories of people's lives who make up Journey Fellowship Church, people like John Taylor. you know. And John, thank you for sharing your story with us tonight, or no your problem. stories. It's been, been a joy. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, if you don't have a home church, come visit Journey. Uh, we're in Slidell, Louisiana. If you're on the North Shore, we're on Pontchartrain Drive across from the new Walmart. Uh, we'd love to get to know you. Uh, you can find out more about us at journeyfellowshipchurch.com. Better yet, go to your app store and download the Journey app. Uh, type Journey Fellowship Church in the search bar. 
Our app will pop up. It's complimentary. We want you to have it. It's chock full of resources, past sermons, how to get how to get connected. Uh, you can watch the podcast. You can also read my blog. Lots of ways to get connected at Journey. Find a small group. Get involved in Sunday morning. Lots of ways to get connected in the body of Christ here at Journey. So been a joy having you here today uh, with John Taylor. I'm Doug McAllister, and this has been Stories I Didn't Get to Tell Last Sunday.